Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by BSO and ABF Creative and is scheduled for one fall. And on the mic, we have the one and only Robert Latow. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies, got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy. They trying to take the wave from your boy. Messing with your boy, better pray for your boy. It's Robert Latow. Keep that same energy podcast. Let's get to the opening bell. The streets have been asking, when was a new episode coming, Rob? When we getting a new keep that same energy? Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Because I've been out in these streets. You seen me. I'm, I'm back at the movie premieres, at the football game ringside for the fight starting to get a little bit more normal you know got my shot you know because you can't do some of these things without your shot we'll talk about that in a little bit and i've been doing my little videos i hope you've been enjoying those i told you guys i'll be back on that just was kind of waiting on the the right time the right time right place it felt right to start getting back in that mix. I had to start. I had to start getting back with the live streams. I know that's also what the streets have been asking for. It just you know it's a lot. It's only so many hours in the day. You know we got to do the stories. We got to do the videos. Got to do the podcast. And of course you know I always wanna and I always tell you guys you know spend as much uh, quality time with your loved ones as you can because you just never know. You never know. This life tomorrow is not uh, guaranteed uh, for anyone. I think as you get a little older, that you know that comes a little bit more into focus. So as my little girl is uh, 10 months now, you know, you know try to spend as, as much time as I possibly can uh, with her. It was my wife's birthday uh, on uh, Sunday, wedding anniversary coming up. Just, you know, a lot of stuff. So, you know, spend time you know, with your family, take a, take a step away from social media, it's toxic, it's very toxic right now, we'll talk about that too, but let's just get right into it, John Gruden caught the man in 4K, listen, it's 2021, we've talked about this before, it's 2021, 2021, 2021, you just, you can't do it, now you can get away with some racist stuff, that's okay. You know, calling somebody Michelin tire lips could probably get get through that. Because as I've told you guys many, many times, white people in power don't care about racism. They really don't. They may pretend that they do, but they don't. They don't care about racism. They, you know, they can they will find a way to excuse that. Oh, it was 10 years ago. He wasn't with the team. He doesn't mean it anymore. He wasn't He wasn't being racist, calling a black man big lips. He was just saying that, you know, he likes to call people rubber lips all the time, et cetera. They get some black people to come on TV. <laughs> they get Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico, who Mike Tirico don't even want to be classified as black. Get them to come on TV and cape for him. So he was fine with that. It's perfect with that. No problem at all. Racism, ah, you okay. Get over that in a couple of weeks. But now nah, you can't. You can't, um, you can't, you, the gays, you, you can't do it. You, you can't, the, the, the gays and the Jews and the sexism, so you, you can't get over that. Not in 2021. I, I remember I saw the article, it was the New York Times, right? So it was the New York Times. And uh, I saw my uh, friend from uh, Bro Bible, and he had uh, he had put a little snippet of the interview, uh, the emails that they was exposing. So this is before I even read the full article. It is a little snippet. And as soon as I saw the F word, I don't know. Can I say, I don't even know if I can. I say it on the podcast? Probably, right? I don't really curse on her. So, I mean, they're not going to, you know. I don't know if they're going to scream. You know what he said. <laughs> But as soon as I saw the F word, and I saw him talk about Michael Sam and queers and calling 
Roger Goodell a P word. I was like, yeah, he's done for. Can't overcome that. Then you go farther down. He's you know sending pictures of naked women. It's like it just it just wasn't going. It, it couldn't. It couldn't. Not in twenty twenty one. Not in twenty twenty one. Not no, not not in twenty twenty one. Now, what's interesting to me is that, and I know it probably got to be bothering Gruden a lot, is that these emails came out. They really have nothing to do with the overall case. The case is about the Washington football team and their culture uh, and the lawsuits that are going on with that. So you know, Gruden just caught a stray. So they had like 600,000 emails and they just happened to find these ones with Gruden. And they was like, oh man, we're going to get Gruden up out of here. They didn't really have anything to do with him. This man just sitting here talking. You know, just talking to his boy. Think about it. Think about it. 2011. I know these emails go from like 2011 to 2018 or something like that. But I think the real bad ones are like in 2011. Just imagine... That's 10 years ago, if you can. Try to imagine where technology was at and just the way that people talked, right? You know, no way he thought in 10 years these emails would come back. Like I said, he probably don't even remember. Now, people say, well, you know, obviously, you know, this is, you know, now we know the real group. Well, of course. I tell, what I tell you guys all the time, I literally tell you guys this on every show to the point that I'm pretty sure that you're tired of hearing it. You don't know, you don't know nobody. Nobody knows nobody. <laughs> you know, I think social media makes us think that we know people. And you see them on TV and you see them in interviews. You think you know somebody. You don't, That's a part of them. People have, believe it or not, are multifaceted. They have a lot of different, you know, personality traits. And there are personality traits that they share with their close friends. There's personality traits, in this case, that they share with the media, with fans, you know, you know, with not-so-close friends. There's variations of that. And there's a lot of high-horsing going on from some people that I know, you know, same type of mentality as Gruden. Probably said the same thing. Like, I'm pretty sure some of your favorite media people, he dug through their emails and texts and all of that stuff. You could find some stuff. And that's kind of the the the, the interesting thing is that if, if you want to, I mean, people aren't not fallible. You know what I mean? Like, they say things. People, everybody. That's why, that's why when I was like, don't ever, white people, don't ever say, I don't have a racist bone in my body. Because you do. Because we all do. <laughs> we all have said something that we shouldn't have said. Right? That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be punished for it. I mean, if it comes out, it comes out. You got to deal with it. That's just the way life works. And hopefully now you realize in 2021, you got to be very careful who you talk to who you express certain things to, who you give your opinions to, because people have no respect for privacy anymore. Now, in this case, it was a lawsuit, but in general, people have no respect for your privacy, right? None at all. You know, you there used to be an expectation what you said to people behind closed doors stayed closed. But that's not the truth anymore. What you say now could easily come out at any time. People don't care. People that you thought was your friends, thought that you could trust, anytime. So you have to be real careful these days. See, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, this, you know, stuff like this couldn't happen because everything was hearsay. Because nothing was digital. So if you was at work, right, and you said you hate black people, you know, in 1997, and there was no trail for that. You know, some people heard it. It's hearsay. You know, now every, nobody really talks to each other anymore. We text, we tweet, we DM, we TikTok, we Instagram. Nobody talks 
which is probably the safest way at the moment. So you have no privacy. So, like, people are shocked. I can't believe it. First off, I'm never shocked about racism. I'm never shocked, really, about anything because I'm a realist. And I realize that people are not what they seem in public. So none of this stuff ever shocks me. I mean, have you ever really listened to John Gruden? Of course he talks like that. You ever seen him curse out the refs? So of course he's going to be calling people pussies and stuff like that. That's not surprising at all. Is John Gruden racist and homophobic and all of this other stuff? I think what people need to understand is this, is that you could say, you could think in your mind, right? You're not racist, you're not homophobic because of your actual relationships with black people or gay people or women and things like that. And still say things that are racist and homophobic and sexist and all. You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like John Gruden may be like, I have great relationships with black people. I treat black people fairly and equally. I don't treat a black player any different than I treat a white player. And that could be 100% true. You can still say racist stuff. Right? Right? I don't think people... I think the, I think everything is so black and white to people. There's a lot of gray area in there. <laughs> is that yeah, what he said was racist. Yeah, it was homophobic. Yeah, yeah, and all of that stuff, right? But like I said, multifaceted, right? Multifaceted people. Like I think there's a difference. And here's the thing: we don't know specifically uh, about John Gruden. Only he knows this in his heart, right? The difference always is to me, right, is like when push come to shove, are those inherent biases and prejudices, does that affect like your judgment and how you live your life and how you do your job? Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Let's say there's a banker, right? And the banker is watching the news, okay? And he sees three black people rob a bank or whatever, right? And he says to his wife, you know, you know, in, in whatever the city they're in, right, it's so much, so much violence there. The black people are so, so violent that I don't know. They must not have dads. They must not have dads. You know, racist comments, right? Prejudice comments. And then he goes to work and an outstanding black family comes in looking for a home loan or whatever, a car loan or whatever. Does that inherit thought, that racist thought that he had about young black kids because they shot up somebody or robbed somebody, does that affect when he sees this black couple come in and ask for a loan? Like, does that cross over? I think for many white people it does. For others it don't. That don't know what John group. But I just know in 2021 that you just, it's just a matter of who's next on the summer jam screen. And how, how much damage is it going to cost you? In this case, might have cost John Green about 50 mil. That's rough. That's tough. But that's just the way we're in right now. You know, I say one of the things that, that you know, after, after my own people turned on me, one of the things afterwards that I felt bad about was I'm like, well, nobody has nothing to hold over my head no more. Because, <laughs> see, I learned my lesson. The problem was I learned my lesson you know, after I started realizing what was going on after and then these things from before, which, you know, you just think these are people are my friends. I treat them like my family, right? Family would turn on you too. My family wouldn't turn on me, right? But they did. So I'm like, okay, I see. So now, you know, circle's a lot tighter. Now, you know, you, you did your best. I'm still here. Now, you, you don't have anything. You can go be mad in the corner, but I'm still here. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. You know, took it like a man, took it on the chin. Didn't stood on my, my square. Didn't, didn't lash out. Didn't try to bring my own people down, even though they was tearing me down. Then look, I'm all right now. So, I'm just, I don't want you to be the next one 
on the Summer Jam screen. So just keep keep it tight. Keep it tight. And if you have the ability to go back, if you got some stuff back in your past that you've learned from, you know, try to reconcile that either with the person or lose the digital trail if you smell what the rob is cooking. Now let's talk about Kyrie. <laughs> My guy Kyrie. So Nets say, you know, they're not going to play him unless he gets uh, the vaccine. But glass half full, he does get paid uh, for the road games, even if he's not playing. So that's like, so he gets half his salary, about 16, 16.5 million, right around that, that amount. And we've talked about this before. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on this because there's really no point. Um, it's, it's People need to understand a couple of things. First off, all the people that are telling you not to get vaccinated are vaccinated. We're getting the sage and some of the other stuff, but all the people that that say don't get vaccinated are vaccinated. All the Fox News, all of those people, they're all vaccinated. If 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 they are in a position to where they have to work somewhere, they're vaccinated. You know, now maybe there are some people that don't have no job, but like they're in government. If they work for the media, they're vaccinated, right? Because they, the those companies, the government and all this stuff, they don't want people, you know, spreading the the virus all over the, the, the company. I mean, I, it's weird to me because I'm like, you know, people like Trump, Trump, Trump. As soon as Trump got sick, they gave him experimental drugs. Drugs that we had never heard of before. Like, these drugs are available. Why aren't they available to the poor people? Those drugs weren't available to the poor people. Trump had all type of stuff going on. He had super soldier serum. And him, he's vaccinated. So, lose the conspiracy theories with that. Now, you know, the other conspiracy theory is that they're experimenting on black people. Now, Sometimes I, I hate spending time on this stuff. This is true in the sense that in the past, the government, um, our government, the United States of America, has experimented on black people uh, before. Uh, the The issue with that in this particular vaccine is those experiments were very, were very um, um, contained, so to speak, meaning that the only experiments were happening on black people. They were told it was something else, and it ended up being, you know, an experiment. So they didn't know that without their, you know, knowledge. This particular vaccine has been given to billions of people of all different races, colors, creeds, cultures, religions. It's all, it would be almost impossible. Um, it is impossible for them to just specifically figure out what black people were getting the vaccine and do the experiment on them without actually doing the experiment on the white people. So. If an experiment is going on, it's going on everybody <laughs> across the world. <laughs> you know, not just America, the world. This is a world experiment because the vaccine is the same. Furthermore, do like like I have my vaccine at a at a, a pharmacy, right? <laughs> do the pharmacists have like in the back, like, hey, a black person has just come in. Let's get them a special sauce. So this random pharmacy pharmacy in the Northern California. <laughs> as a batch of special vaccines just for when black people come into their the pharmacy to get it. Uh, yeah, it sounds stupid. I understand. And don't don't get me wrong. The government does a lot of shady stuff and some of these conspiracy theories about the government are true. Right? This particular one is not. Are there side effects? Yes. Like, don't sound stupid like Andrew Wiggins. This fool said, I got side effects from Tylenol so I don't want to take a vaccine. First off, Tylenol is an over-the-counter drug, okay? Meaning, if you can get a side effect from an over-the-counter drug that millions and billions of people take, of course you can get a side effect from a vaccine. <laughs> this fool also said, because I had such a bad reaction to the Tylenol, I keep around an ep- a pen just in case I have another reaction, which, of course, is a drug that is shot into your arm by a needle. I'm just saying, just don't show how stupid, stupid you are. Just don't say anything. Now, with all that being said, Kyrie doesn't have to get it. If he doesn't want to get it, that's fine. He doesn't have to play. People don't really get that part of it, right? 
And it's very frustrating to me because it should be the simple part. In life, every day, we make decisions, right, based on rules that we don't particularly care for, right? <laughs> that That's just the way life is. And it's everything. We, you know, if if you if you if you you can't go into a, a Walmart with no shirt on, they will kick you out of Walmart. You gotta have you know, shirt. Can't go to Seven Eleven. Remember, you gotta have shirt and shoes. You can't do that. I went to dinner, nice restaurant, right? Now, of course, some of these restaurants I get it, they racist against black people. This is just a you know, this is a steakhouse. Like you know, we want you to have on you know. No sneakers, no t-shirts or whatever. Just if I want to go eat it, I want to get the Wagyu steak. That's what I got to do. I would prefer to go in there with, you know, sweatpants if I could. If I go in there with sweatpants, that'd be great. Very comfortable. Especially since this quarantine weight is here. We follow rules every day. You get in the car, you got to put your seatbelt on. If you don't put your seatbelt on, the car yells at you. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yells at you. You want to watch TV? Got to pay for the subscription. Want to watch the Lakers? You want to watch the Dodgers? You want to watch the Heat? You want to watch Brooklyn? Got to pay. Want to watch all the games? Got to pay that too. You want a cell phone? Got to pay the bill. Want Wi-Fi? Got to pay them as well. All these are choices. You can complain about it, but you don't have to have it. And that's the thing with the vaccine. You don't have to do anything. But... You have to make a choice. Do you, you know, want to work or don't want to work? Your choice. Your choice. Kyrie's made a choice for now, and that's fine. If he, you know, I mean, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trip too much if I was gonna pay sixteen million dollars to do nothing. If you don't want to do it? That's fine. Nets, the Nets couldn't have a part-time player. That just doesn't make any sense. Choices. Make choices every day. Nobody's forcing you to do anything. You're not forced to get the vaccine, even though they could do it because they're an employer. I want to go to a movie premiere. They say you got to be vaccinated. That's either you go, either you do it or you don't. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you want? Choices. We make choices in life. What? In the blue hell. I know Urban Meyer is happy that John Gruden came along. Because for, for a minute, Urban, what's the, the story? I've said this before. I never liked Urban. He got us to one national championship, but I never liked him. Sometimes it's just, you just can see it. See, some, some people are better at hiding it. Urban is not. Just doesn't seem like a a good guy. Anybody that fakes heart attacks to get out of jobs just take better jobs. You, you gotta, you gotta watch out for that. He might have covered up a murder with Hernandez. He's MAGA. You know, good college coach. Not exactly sure why, because he always seems to be messing up. Maybe he just had good players. You know, Ohio State seems perfectly fine without him. I think they lost like, you know, four games in like three years he's been gone. That is, you know, they're okay. I, I still I have, for the life of me, I don't know why he took the Jacksonville job. If there was one college coach that you would say is not built for the NFL, it would be Urban Meyer. I don't feel bad for his wife because she's MAGA too. Has talked trash about Kaepernick in the past. The real question, really the only question is, you know, was this Urban Meyer's side chick? This came in Nebraska woman. Urban's nasty. Fingers in the booty and jeans. Come on, man. Come on now. Come on now. That's a little much. And it seemed like he was real comfortable with it. And that wasn't no random person. And I, we found out that he had known her. They had worked together before. But he was a little too comfortable. I mean, I understand when the Hennessy hit, the liquor hit. Maybe he had a couple of mojitos or something. Come on, Herb. Herb's always into something. Like, your coach shouldn't always be into something. 
I mean, we're used to the players bidding. I say, hey, come on, you herb. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Hell, I feel bad for James Robinson. Like, imagine if you James Robinson, right? You're on a terrible team last year. But somehow you're able to, like, you know, get, what, 1,500 total yards? 10 touchdowns? You know how hard it is on a 1-15 team as a running back to still get, like, 1,200 yards rushing? <laughs> like, it's very difficult. Because you're normally playing for well behind. And then to see your head coach come in and draft a running back in the first round. For literally no reason at all. You literally have problems all over the field. The one, the one, the one position that you're solid at is running back. And he just drafts another running back. At that point, they should have fired Urban. I wonder how long he's going to last. I think John Gruden gave him a little, a little life. What if they go on 17? I don't think they'll go on 17 because they have some functional players. And I think Trevor Lawrence will get better as the season goes on. The players haven't seen the quit, but it does seem like they're playing for themselves. <laughs> that makes sense. They're playing in spite of the coaches. In spite, I should say, just in spite of Urban Meyer. Fingers in the booty. You're a grown man, fingers in. This girl's 25 years old. You're like 50. Like almost 60 years old. Your wife said, I'm with the grandkids. Come on, man. I like the way he didn't care about his wife. I should be fine. It's a blip in the bump in the road. Man, don't care at all. It's crazy. Terrell Pryor. You know him, ex, speaking of Ohio State, ex-Ohio State quarterback, ex-NFL receiver and quarterback. Remember back in the day he got stabbed by his girlfriend? And remember she was smiling? In the mugshot, and the, the, the police report pointed out how friends wanted to leave him to bleed to death on the kitchen floor. He flatlined twice, only to be revived, stabbed in the chest. You remember that? Yes, he, he took her back. <laughs> he took her back. People love toxic relationships, and it doesn't matter if they say it's going to get better. It never does. That's a lie. It's a myth. It's the reason why Terrell Pryor and Shayla Brinston are still fighting over the same thing. Who's at the club? Who's hanging out at the club? Who you hanging with? It's the reason that he's throwing pumpkins at her like he's the Green Goblin in there, getting their physical altercations. You know, I feel like everybody has had at least one relationship like that or one person. Like maybe you wasn't the toxic person. But the other person was like super toxic and you just kept trying to fix it, so to speak. You know, and but everyone who's been through that will tell somebody that hasn't been through it yet or who is currently going through it, you, you gotta let it go. You, you just gotta let it go. Cause it doesn't change. No matter the you think maybe some of the circumstance, it, it just doesn't. Like some people are mentally that it's just that's their temperament. It doesn't matter if they're with you or with somebody else. It's always going to be like that. Now, you might be the crazy one. <laughs> if you're the crazy one, then, yeah, you might want to get some help. But if you're the one that's, like, normally the level-headed and this is out of your character, if someone is making you act out the way you shouldn't, the way you normally wouldn't, if you're not someone that would normally throw pumpkin bombs, then that's maybe a good sign that you should move on. Furthermore, if someone stabs you in the chest, <laughs> it really doesn't matter the reasoning. Like if you didn't have a weapon of your own, and somebody stabs you in the chest to the point that on the operating table they had to revive you, that's a really, you know, like all red flags. I mean, that's like three red flags, a challenge flag. Uh, a review from the booth from New York to, you know, maybe move on. The Injustice League. My good friend Sage Steele was uh, suspended. It took a while, didn't it? Took a while. The wildest thing. We just we talked about it right at the beginning of the show. What's the black stuff? You can talk bad about black people all you want. Well, she talked bad about Disney. 
the mouse. And I, that's when it was, they took it too far. She went on Jay Cutler's podcast and talking about once again how they forced her to get the vaccine. But what she didn't tell you is the reason that she got the vaccine uh, was because she can't lose her job because she has to pay alimony to her husband. And the thing is, nobody's going to pay Sage Jail. I think she took a pay cut, but she's still living living well. I mean, she's still living good. I mean, she's still six figures, like, you know, mid to, to high six figures. No longer seven figures, you know, but she, she knows, especially now that she don't got no husband. She, she ain't starving. Her kids are grown uh, or in college. So, she, you know, she can eat and everything. I mean, but her husband left her. I heard, you know, he found him another lady. And honestly, if you were married to Sage Dale for 20 plus years, you you probably cheat too. So that's why she had to take the vaccine. But, you know, she was talking about, you know, Obama's black daddy. And, you know, just the regular Sage Dale stuff. It just It's just coming to a head. Like I said, in 2021, like... There's certain things you can still get away with, mostly racist stuff, especially if you're black. Like, it, it's almost damn near impossible as a black person, and she's black no matter how she tries to flip it. It's damn near impossible if you're a black person talking about black people to get punished. Damn near impossible. Now, if you're Stephen A. Smith and you're talking about, like, an Asian baseball player, then you, you get in trouble. But if you're Stephen A. Smith and you're Talking about Kwame Brown, they hype that up. You talk about Kyrie, talk about Kevin Durant, they hype all that up. Now you talk about some Asian, well, that's probably you gotta apologize to everybody. You gotta apologize to everybody. So well, the problem with Sage was, you know, she she was sticking to her regular, you know, I hate black people. I'm not black stuff, you know, but you know, you get into President Obama, you get into Disney talking about the mouse. You know, saying that you know it's sick. It's a sick company, and all of this. Yeah, they wasn't. They weren't gonna have that. They weren't gonna have it. And she talked about women too. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Even Sage couldn't couldn't get around that. Jay Cutler at home laughing because see, Jay Cutler is rich, and just you know, pot. see that's the, that's what people don't understand when you own your own stuff. Like Jay Cutler, though, is not affiliated with anybody, <laughs> so he can say all this crazy stuff. Who cares? What's gonna do anything to him? It's his own platform. Man got made. Remember he got $10 million to come back to the Dolphins and be terrible when they could have got Kaepernick? But they didn't want to get Kaepernick because Cubans didn't like him. Because he wore a, a Malcolm X and Fidel Castro shirt. And then they, that guy who worked at the Miami Herald who always said all the racist stuff, he ended up going to work for Clay Travis. You know, pretty much confirming everything that we said. Don't don't get it twisted, you know. Being racist in white America is still profitable. You know, Fox bought out kick. Now he's lying about how much they paid for it, but still, they know all of his rhetoric, didn't care. And people tell me all the time, saying hey, Fox, you know, Fox News and Fox Sports are two different things. Well, you know, I watch games on Fox. You know, I watch baseball, I watch football, I watch the boxing on Fox. There's a lot of Fox News commercials on that. Fox Nation and Tucker Carlson and that weird looking white woman. I think it's the crossover's a little bit more than you think. I think Sage's uh, days are numbered with ESPN. I don't think she have a contract renewed. She's been deplatformed a lot. Nobody really wants her around. Nobody particularly likes her. Um, husband left her. I mean, I'm assuming she could find some MAGA man to, to marry or get with. But honestly, even the white people don't seem like they don't even seem like they really want to fight for. Her. She's just annoying all the way around. This is a terrible person. This is a terrible person. Keep the same energy. Let's just get this out of the way. Most people don't know shit about boxing. R.I.P. Uh, Roger Mayweather. 
and I always explain it like this. When you are deciding to engage in a boxing conversation, anybody can go outside, take a basketball, and shoot the hoop. Anybody wouldn't be afraid to go to the gym, and if they saw Steph Curry, try to play on one-on-one. I mean, you'd probably lose terribly, but, you know, maybe you get a, a lucky shot in. Football, I think most of us have played football before, throw it around the pig skin. I grant it, if, you know, we ran into Khalil Mack, we probably, you know, would have a concussion. But most of us, you know, would not be afraid to maybe put on the pads and try to run a route against a corner, maybe take a dive play and see what we can do. Right? Baseball, I think we all have swung a bat, played with a ball or something. I think we all would, you know, if we had an opportunity, get up there and get up at the plate, put our belt and britches on and try to hit a 100-mile-hour fastball. I mean, we wouldn't succeed, <laughs> but we would try, right? Definitely, definitely, we would try. You know, if you could swim, you know, maybe you go up against Michael Phelps. Maybe you try to return a serve from Serena Williams. Maybe try to score, you know, soccer on a goalie, you know. Hell, even hockey, you know. If you can ice skate, can learn to ice skate, get out there, try to shoot the puck. We would all do that. Now, how many of us, <laughs> right? Because let's be honest, most of us are heavyweights. Most of us are heavyweights. You only got to be over, I think, 200 pounds to be a heavyweight. Unfortunately, most of us are more heavyweights. So how many of us would get in the ring with Deontay Wilder, no headgear, and take a punch? Or try to even evade a punch? Not many. Because we're not crazy. We don't want to die. That's the difference between boxing or UFC, if you prefer, and other sports. It's not a sport that you play. You don't play boxing. People don't box for fun, so to speak. Like, you guys say, you want to go play some ball, play basketball? Oh, that's not fun. You say, oh, you want to go in there and spar against Tyson Fury? That doesn't sound fun at all. You have to be a little crazy to be a boxer, which is why they, more than any other athlete, should have the utmost respect because it's a dangerous sport. It's a sport where we have seen people die after fights. We've seen the neurological problems that a lot of boxers have later in life. It's a serious, you know, business. So a lot of times when people talk about boxing, when I say they don't know shit about boxing, they just they they speak about it in a way that lets me know that they don't really realize the seriousness of the sport. Like I actually I had did a video on Deontay Wilder, what Deontay Wilder should do, um, you know, to come back, you know, from his loss. We'll talk about it in a second. And somebody on Facebook, it was two guys actually on Facebook talking to each other about the video. And they were like, man, some of those punches look like they were all, oh, they were pillow fisted punches. They barely connected. Da, 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 da. You know, that's what I mean. They don't know shit about boxing. You, Tyson Fury is a 277 pound man. No, he doesn't have quote unquote one punch knockout power, even though he didn't knock out Deontay with one punch, but it was that was after accumulation of punches. But I don't care who you are. You get hit from a 277-pound man who knows what he's doing in that ring. There's no such thing as a big pillow fist. It looks like you get hit with pillows. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Now, my issue has always been with Deontay Wilder and pretty much any fighter, right? I would never hate on the fighter for taking an L. Because the only way you really know how good you are is if you fight high-level competition. 
if you don't fight high level competition, you you will never know exactly how good you are. Now sometimes it's out of your hand, sometimes it's in your hand. <laughs> right? Like Bud Crawford. Like we know Bud is talented. And we know that he's beat everybody that they put in front of him. But he hasn't had those fights with people that you can say, okay, Bud's an A plus. These guys are A minuses or another A plus or even an A. You know, when you when you're an A plus and you're fighting to be generous, B minus fighters, I would expect you to win. It's like when like Triple G. Triple G, you know, fought a lot of B B plus fighters, right? <laughs> And he was A plus. He's cleaning them out. As he should. Because if you're an A plus fighter, you should clean out B, B plus fighters. Then he got in the ring with an A fighter in Canelo. And some people think he won, some people think he's lost, you know, whatever the two fights, whatever it may be. But that's what happens. You know, Canelo cleans out B B plus fighters, cleans them out. He's been in with A guys. A-plus fighters, A-fighters, and sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. Sometimes he struggles, sometimes it takes a minute to get him out of that. But the only way you can gauge is if you're in the fight room. That's why I got like Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he's taking a couple of L's. But Anthony Joshua may be, say, a B-plus guy, maybe an A-minus heavyweight. But he's always fighting B-plus guys, A-minus guys, B-guys, guys around his level, or a little better, or a little worse. So the fights are interesting. With Wilder, for a long time, let's just say, let's just say Wilder's a B-plus, A-minus fighter, right? With, with A-plus, plus, 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 plus power. Right? <laughs> but for the longest time, he's fighting sea guys. So I would expect you, if you are a, you have A++++++ plus 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 power, to clean out a bunch of sea guys. And then he got in the ring with, a, with, a, with an A guy. An A plus guy. And that A plus guy turned him into a, you know, a B fighter. But he still had the A plus 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 power. So he put the guy down four times in the three fights. But that's the only way that you know. My only beef with Deontay Wilder, it has nothing to do with his performances per se. My thing was, I, I hate excuses. I mean, unless you have some legitimate proof, and legitimate proof is not the YouTubers who are all on your nuts. Those are yes men. Those are groupies. Those are guys that will manipulate things to make it seem a certain way. That's not proof. That's just groupies. Like, they're already trying to, oh, you know what, yeah, Fury got a long count. Like, they don't even know how, oh, maybe they, this, this thing that really frustrating. They know the rules. You know, they know that a 10 count is not a 10, an actual 10 second count. It's a 10 count. They know if you, if the ref has to put you back in a neutral corner, he stops the count and then restarts it. Like, those are the rules. If you know boxing, you know the rules. So, my only thing with Wilder was he let these guys feed his brain with these conspiracy theories. And I think he did that because he couldn't reconcile the fact that he had lost. Because it's hard when you've never lost. You're, 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 the first time you lose, you're really searching for why. And when you, you can't just reconcile the fact that, you know, on that night that person was better than you, what you do is you start looking for reasons. So it was the suit. It was the spike water. It was Mark Breland. It was the gloves. He had egg weights. Something wasn't right. He, you know, it's, it's all this other stuff, right? When in reality, and this is not taken away from the fact that previously, you know, Fury got popped and some and some other stuff. Like that, that so I get it. I get that part of it. You know, he's done stuff in the past that would be considered shady. But when someone has done something in the past that's considered shady, they look they're looked at even more carefully. 
for that reason. So he was drug tested. You know, JD's looked at the wraps. You guys picked the gloves. You know, Mark Breeland didn't spike your water. Like, come on, man. You know that. You know that's not true. The ref wasn't against you. The whole Las Vegas commission. You're the American fighter. Why would they be against you? That's just looking for a reason to figure out why you lost. And it will never, ever, 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 ever sit right with me what he did to Mark Breland. Because you can't say you're a black king. You can't say you're, you know, you're the black, you know, you're goddamn giant. You know, you, it's all black this and black that and black power and black empowerment. And the one guy, regardless of what your personal relationship was, the one guy that seemed to generally care about your well-being is the guy that you fired, the guy that you throw under the bus, the guy that you make it difficult for him to make a living because of the things that you've accusing him of. But you keep the white guy. The guy that said, hey, I let him die in the ring because that's what he wants. Like, people say a lot of things, and I get it. Like, you, you want your rules followed, but at a certain time, common sense has to prevail. And let's be honest, if, if we're going to be honest. If Mark Breland would have let the second fight continue on, the outcome... You know, you can't predict 100%. But very likely, the outcome would have been the same as what happened in the third fight. Now, in the third fight, you have no excuses. Pick the gloves. The gloves was good. Drug tests are good. You know, there's no, I mean, there's no excuses. And, and more or less, you, you fought better, but the outcome was the same. <laughs> you know, you could get Fury down but you can't get him quite out. And if you can't get him quite out, and Fury said this himself, look, the only way you're going to beat me, and it's probably true when it comes to Wilder, the only way you're going to beat him is if you knock him out cold. So if it's not a clean, like, you know, he didn't see it, his lights are totally out, he's going to get up, and he's going to proceed to get back in the whooping. And that's what he did. And the one thing that Wilder had going for him or I should say not even going for him, but the one thing that he continually said was that, well, you know, Fury couldn't knock me out. Couldn't knock me out cold. Mark Breland had to throw in the towel, but he couldn't, you know, keep me down. <laughs> and can't say that anymore. Because <laughs> he, he, and, and the, honestly, the difference between the, the, the second fight and the third fight, the third fight, the, the knockdowns were more devastating. You know, I thought in the second fight, you know, he caught him a little bit behind the ear. Equilibrium was off. He hit him with a, a body shot. His feet got tangled. It wasn't devastating, like, knockdowns, right? He just was beating him up. But there wasn't devastating knockdowns. Uh, the knockdowns in the third fight were, were devastating. <laughs> you know, the third round, the tenth round, and then the eleventh. Those were devastating on the chin, on the money, knockdowns, like really bad ones. So now he can't even say that. Now my hope is that he's reconciled this and just recognize that Fury, and there's nothing wrong with this, is it's just better than him, okay? Uh, doesn't mean he wasn't competitive. Uh, you know, obviously the first fight, was very much like many Deontay Wilder's fight. He was losing a lot of rounds, and his power kind of bailed him out at the end. The second fight, I think, honestly, no excuses. I just don't think he prepared very well. <laughs> you know, I don't think he he thought that Fury would be as aggressive. Uh, I thought he, I think he thought it was going to be a walk in the park, and it would just be like all the rest of the Deontay Wilder fights. And he got into a real fight mentally. You know, maybe. He wasn't quite there. His balance wasn't quite there. He got hit behind, in you know, in the ear early on, messing, you know, kind of up. And he, you know, it just was an off night. That's not an excuse. Just had an off night. Now, in the third fight, I think the sad thing for Wilder is I think, well, they shouldn't have let him bulk up because he's not good at that weight. But he had no excuses. He, he had all the time in the world to train. Um, he, no Mark Breland, you know, Malik Scott says he's his brother. They have a great relationship. 
Um, everything was in his favor. Fury was the one that had COVID, that didn't have a full training camp. His little baby was having issues um, after birth. He was the one that had kind of all the turmoil that was going on. And Wilder still couldn't win. So, at that point, you just got to chalk it up and keep it moving. Um, I respect that he took his beating like a man. He wanted to go out on his shield, and the shield he went out on. So, he, you know, he can't blame anybody for that. They let him take the beating, you know, until he couldn't take it anymore. And, you know, I personally, I think after you battle someone in, in that type of realm, you know, you should shake the man's hand. But, you know, it's it, it's it's that's easy for me to say. You know, you're not in there. You're not, you know, you didn't prepare. Like, your life depended on this win only to get knocked out in front of 15,000 people. So I, I give him a little bit of a pass on, you know, not, you know, warning the, the sportsmanship part. Because, I mean, the man was probably concussed. This hopefully one day, one day, you know, he... We'll do an interview and just say, hey, man, I was part of a great trilogy, you know, went 0-2-1, but that's okay because people are going to remember the fights, you know, forever. And, you know, I gave my best and, and you know, I lost. And that's fine. Go back, go knock out Andy Ruiz, get back on your horse and keep it moving. Keep it moving. And apologize to Mark Green. Can't be a black king doing that to black people. You know, you want to be a king, be a man. And apologize to him because he had it was he didn't do anything that caused you to lose that fight. You lost that fight on your own, and he, now you didn't have him. You had everything in your favor, and you lost the next fight too. So, apologize to that man. I appreciate you listening. Please follow me on Twitter at BSO, Facebook Black Sports Online, Instagram and YouTube BSOTV. Big shout out to ABF Creative for helping put this podcast together. I'm out.